This is why we have the best fans in the world. Direction, your weekly One Direction and Harry Styles podcast. I'm Caitlin. I'm Martha. And I'm Steph. And this is our 135th episode of Talk Direction. And thank you guys for joining me again today. I'm happy to have you back. I'm excited to be back. Yeah, I'm excited. To be <laughs> there's there's a delay <laughs> so it's gonna be like a little awkward but hopefully when I go back and edit I'll take those pauses out so it sounds like we're like you know snapping back and forth um but yeah there's yeah. a slight delay as we're recording so if I and if we're gonna end up talking over each other a lot more because I'll be like oh maybe they had nothing to say so then I'll just like carry on and then like you guys will talk and it'll be like oh you did have something to say um, that's okay though. Maybe it'll fix itself eventually. But I'm also like uploading to YouTube right now, which probably isn't great for my Wi-Fi situation. But that's okay. <laughs> um, okay, so um, how are you guys? Just to get a little intro into the mood today. Today's the royal wedding. We were just talking about that. You guys feeling good? It is. Yeah, yeah it's I'm a long weekend here. Is it a long weekend for you too, Caitlin and England? Um, I don't think so I have no idea I mean oh, I'm just like weird I'm not on like any sort of like I don't have scheduled things so oh I mean I have yeah. a meeting on uh, Monday so I guess weekend. not but oh weird because the long weekend is because of Queen Victoria's birthday here oh <laughs> interesting <laughs> I don't know it would be funny more. if England didn't have it yeah, yeah can't it be more British than the UK <laughs> so that's funny yeah, I have no idea. That's yeah, that weird. weird. <laughs> Strange. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess there's the royal wedding, so, like, maybe when there's a day off, but I'm supposed to be meeting with someone, like, my advisor person tomorrow, so I hope there's not. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also wanted to mention our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash talkdirection where I put up videos and extra little mini podcast episodes called Talk Direction Down Low. Um, And this week, we are going to be talking about um, Niall's live concert, sort of like what we did for Harry's concert, where I talked through the concert and, like, everything that I experienced when I went. Um, We're going to be doing that for Niall's concert um, because Martha and Steph have both seen Niall, and Steph and I saw Niall together, which was very exciting. So we're going to be talking through that. Um, And last episode, um, or the last two episodes, uh, Lucia and I ranked Harry's songs from best to worst. I hate saying best to worst. It's more like fave to, like, least fave, but also still great. (laughs) Um, And then we also talked about, like, fan fiction and going on a big group vacation and going to Jamaica and renting out Harry's, like, place that he recorded his album. So there was lots of fun discussion that happened over there if you're interested in checking it out. Um, but besides that, we're going to jump right into news because there's a lot to discuss today and we still have the main discussion, which is going to be all about the song Anna, which I'm very excited about. Um, so let's just get into news. Um, the first news story is that Liam is, (laughs) Liam, no, Liam's not coming out in September. (laughs) That would be a fun (laughs) surprise. (laughs) 
Um, Liam's, <laughs> Liam's album is coming out in September, on September 14th. He announced this, like, very casually in some interview he was doing. It wasn't, like, a big one. The video I saw, he was, like, leaning up against a wall with, like, Jay Balvin, and someone was interviewing them. And he was like, oh, yeah, my, my album's coming out, like, the 14th of September. <laughs> and everyone was like, what the hell? You've never said this before. Like, what's going on? So that was, like, a big surprise. I didn't... And I don't even think he's tweeted about it since. Like, he just, like, casually mentioned I don't this. think he has. It's so strange. What What are your guys' thoughts on this? I am cautiously optimistic. That is exactly <laughs> what I have written up. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I like Familiar a lot. So I don't... I wasn't... And I liked Strip That Down last summer. Mm-hmm. Um like just as a summer bop, but it didn't stick with me as a favorite song of mine. So, and I, I just, I wasn't a fan of Bedroom Floor at all. I really didn't enjoy it, but I really like Familiar. So I'm excited to see what else he's got in store. Um, and I'd also like to hear a ballad from him. Mm. Like, we haven't really, yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, I haven't, yeah, I haven't been a huge fan. Um, I can't get into any of his music. So I, it's, it's all right. I'll listen to it. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> he has been super cute in his interviews the past couple of weeks, so that's been... Yeah. He has, yeah. So, yeah, I feel like, I feel like I'm more excited than you guys, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, I don't know, like, I guess I'm just, I'm excited that we have, like, a date to look forward to, to be like, this is an mm-hmm. album that's coming out, like, we finally have... I mean, hopefully it's concrete. Like, hopefully that wasn't just, like, him randomly saying something because he hasn't, like, tweeted about it. And I don't think it'll change, but, like, who knows. Um, but yeah. I, I'm i excited. Like, I feel like, you know, we will get that full album. And I feel like Liam's going to give us, like, a very full album, you know, that has a lot of different songs on it. So hopefully there'll be variety. Hopefully. I know he mentioned, like, ballads that he, he was aware that people wanted him to sing a ballad I saw in some interviews so like I'm like yes Liam you're listening to us um so yeah I'm I don't know I'm just I'm excited it'll be a big day in the fandom and like looking forward to it will be exciting and the release day and like everyone talking about all the songs it's just a very much like fun fandom thing where everyone you know merch starts like fan merch starts coming out with the lyrics and you see tumblr posts and all this good stuff so i'm definitely excited mm-hmm. and and i did like familiar um and like while maybe liam's music isn't the same to me as like harry's music um it still is exciting given that harry's not going to be putting out music for a while i think so yeah i i'm excited yeah. for it something to look forward to you're totally right caitlin like the fandom gets very fun when mm-hmm. exciting things like that happen. <laughs> yeah. Because everyone's, like, excited about it together, and you get to see everybody's opinions on the songs and watch everyone experience them for the first time. So, yeah, I, I mean, that aspect of it will be fun, mm-hmm. even if, like, I'm not as into his music as I am with Niall or Harry. Yeah. Yeah, same. It'll be fun to see him do some stuff that's just Liam and try to see more Liam. I think I'm very sympathetic to him right now because the last interview that we talked about on the show that was like he got really deep and was talking about all this stuff and it just felt so mature and I was like wow Liam like this is like great yeah I really like this so that was a good interview Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, it was 
So we'll see, I suppose, and I'm sure it'll be a big day. And and I'm sure there'll be like him. He, he maybe there'll be a carpool karaoke, which is always great. You know, he'll probably go on different like talk shows, which is fun. So that type of stuff yeah. too is exciting about album releases. Um. Okay. So the next story is Louis presenting the Young Fundraiser Award at the NHS Heroes Awards this year in England. Um, and Freya Lewis received this award, and she is a survivor of the Manchester bombing attacks, where she actually lost her best friend, Nell Jones. And in, like, the aftermath of that, she ended up raising 27,000 pounds for the Royal Manchester Hospital, where she had stayed recovering and that treated um, the victims of the attack. Um, and Louis surprised her by presenting an award, um, and... That was exciting because she didn't know it was happening. She didn't know he was the one who was going to be presenting. Um, and you could see how, like, surprised she was. And he just pretty much told her how, like, strong she was and brave. And it was a really beautiful moment. And they hugged. Um, and then she dedicated her award to her her best friend who passed away. Um, so it was a really emotional moment. Um, but Oh, wow. Yeah. Did you guys watch it? I didn't watch it. I saw, like, I saw GIFs of it on Tumblr, but mm-hmm. I didn't watch it. Yeah, same. But, like, <clears throat> the fact that someone so young could do it, like, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, like, we like to talk about, you know, young people and they're lazy and they don't do anything and they want things handed to them. And, like, that's just not true, like, how young people are. That's, like, some young people, but not everyone. And I think it's really cool to, like, notice those people who are doing amazing things and awesome of Louie to, like, be involved in that so that's awesome yeah and she's like 15 I think like so young and like to experience such a traumatic tragedy Um, yeah so yeah and actually this is the same girl Harry has been inviting backstage with him to different concerts um she's she like got to go meet Harry backstage probably in Manchester um Oh, nice. So that that's cool as well. Like, all the boys are involved. And it just, like, again, I, I love seeing that type of thing. Um, and Louie's always been someone who's been really involved in, like, charities and going to charity functions and hosting them and sponsoring and stuff. Um, so um, I guess it's, like, no surprise that he would want to be involved with something like this, but obviously not something that you would expect. Like, you also, like, she didn't expect it at all. But it's, like, yeah, this is who Louie is. You can see, like, that's where his heart is. So, yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm. That's a really lovely story, and um, Freya Lewis is clearly a hero and very awesome. The next news story, the next and last, we're like getting through these. I'm very happy with our speed at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, nothing's been Harry based yet, so this next one, who knows how long it'll take us to get through? But you know, we're doing we're doing really well on time at the moment. Um, so the, the last news story is that Harry's new TV show, we talked about it last episode, um, it's going to be called Happy Together, and this is the one where Harry's going to be an executive producer on the show, it's coming out on CBS in the fall, um, and the premise of the show is like, Ben Winston, who's a, a good friend of Harry and has worked with the boys for years, um, he... Uh, Harry lived with him and Meredith Winston for like 20 months or something um, back when One Direction had just formed. And so he got this idea to create a TV show based on 
that time where, you know, you had a regular couple and a superstar moves in with them and just sort of, like, what happens. But Ben's been very clear that, like, the characters aren't actually based on who they are. It's just more like the premise of the show is that whatever. Um, but I'll be interested to see, like, what things they do carry on that you're like, okay, that totally happened, or, like, that's very much based on, like, Harry as a person, things like that, where there, I'm sure there's going to be similarities, um, but obviously it's not, like, a direct uh, correlation type situation. Um, but what do you guys think of this show that's coming out? It looks super cheesy. Excited. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm excited to, like, I don't watch TV at all, but I will probably watch this so I'm super excited to see like I just want to see the story because you know I mean it's not gonna be like directly what happened but you know they drew from like crazy things that went down when he lived there so I'm excited to like see it oh yeah me too I mean it looks like it's like this like adult version of a Disney Channel show like it's super cheesy it like it looks like it'll be a fun, lighthearted comedy. Like, I'm excited for this. I think it's going to be a good time, especially because there'll be comparisons. I mean, the first trailer came out, and we're going to discuss it, but oh my gosh, you can already see similarities <laughs> between uh, Harry and this guy, the main character, um, who who plays the Harry character. Um, but yeah, the, the actors playing it is Damon Waynes. I don't know how to say his name. Wayans, Waynes Jr. And he's playing Jake, the like um, dude in the in the married couple. And then Amber Stevens West <laughs> is playing Claire, who's the woman. And then Felix Mallard is playing Cooper, who's like the teen pop sensation, whatever. Um, and then Chris Parnell is playing Wayne. I don't know who that is, but I, he was listed on the website. So, um, but yeah, I, I know Damon Wayne's from New Girl and he's great. And I know Amber Stevens from 22 Jump Street. Um, I don't know Felix Mallard, but I followed him on Instagram just like an hour ago. So I'll get to know him. Um, but he, apparently he's good. Okay, good. Yeah, I've never seen him in anything, but a friend of mine was tweeting about this, and she lives in Australia, mm-hmm. and she was saying he was on an Australian soap, um, mm-hmm. and she's, so she's going to watch this show because of him. Oh, like, that's She really cool. likes him. So, yeah. <laughs> I love that they made him Australian, because you have, like, the, the couple is American, and then you have, you know, Harry was British, um, mm-hmm. but Ben Winston's British, so it wasn't, it wasn't. That wasn't this, so it's like different than that. But yeah, they have some the the Australian actor coming in, which is fun. Yeah. Um, and the, he looks. It's like they've made him to look like Harry. To be honest, <laughs> like yeah, his hair. <laughs> he he's playing the guitar. He's got rings. He's got the suede boots, the black skinny jeans, like the white buttoned shirts. Um, yeah, it's very much like the look Harry Harry's has um so that yes. was interesting <laughs> what do you guys what are your thoughts on like how they've portrayed the characters in that way um, I think it's yeah fantastic <laughs> yeah it is it is great it's uh, it's fun um and I like how they've made him kind of like the Cooper character kind of look like Harry even though they've said oh it's just based <laughs> on this premise like <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um and yeah the couple I think it's cool um that it's a couple and they're of color yeah that's amazing. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that's really cool. Yeah, I was looking through a BuzzFeed list that was like, um, like the, all the shows coming out in the fall that have people of color as like main characters, and this was one of them, which was awesome. So. Yeah. Really nice. And, and like, their characters seem so much fun as well. Like, if you watch the trailer. They do. They just seem like such a, like, yeah. fun, goofy couple. Um, and, like, the whole dynamic of the three of them, I think, is going to work really well. Um, so yeah. I'm excited about that. Yeah, I'm excited about that, too. The trailer was super funny. And, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm a sucker for, like, cheesy sitcoms anyway. But, like, the trailer was just, it was very, very funny. <laughs> yeah. What, was, what, what did you guys like about the trailer? My favorite part was um, whenever Cooper, he came down in her clothes because, like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that was a very, I was like, this is inspired by Harry. Obviously, this actually happened. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you look better in them than I do. <laughs> yeah. For anyone who didn't watch it, like, the definitely go watch it. But the Harry character, we're going to have to, like, know their names. Cooper. <laughs> Cooper walks down and he's like, oh, I just, like, went in your closet and, like, borrowed some clothes. I hope you don't mind. And then um, Claire is, like, those are my, that was my closet, like, instead of, like, Jake's closet where you'd think he may have gone. And he's, like, it didn't matter, you know? Didn't gender, clothing. It's all, it's all up in the air. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was definitely really funny. And, like, those little tidbits, you know there's going to be things that, like, you're, like, maybe that happened in real life. Who knows? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think it looks really fun. I really want Harry, I mean, I know he's going to be, like, executive producer, but, like, as I said last time, that can sort of just be, like, you're not necessarily, like, in the nitty-gritty of it. You just kind of maybe, like, offer suggestions, or you're kind of just, you know, it's more of, like, a name holder thing. I don't really know how much about, like, film stuff. I should ask my sister. Um, but... I really want Harry to, like, write the, like, jingle for the song. What's the word for it? Because, like, I couldn't think of anything. Oh, like the theme song? Yeah, yeah, the theme song. The title card? Yeah, like, why is there no, like, proper word for this? Um, But, yeah, I I want him to, like, (laughs) sing on it or, like, sing a song for the, like, for it or something. Like, tie in that way as well. I think that would be really cool. Yeah, I think that would be fun, too. So maybe he'll be involved. Mm Mm-hmm. And what what other types of roles do you think Harry could have on this being an executive producer? Um, I guess he could like review like he could review scripts or give ideas for little like anecdote type things mm. like maybe inspired by his life or just, you know, little things that might have happened. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think I remember when Zayn was like linked to that boy band show, mm-hmm. I think I remember reading like his role as executive producer would be like if this is something that would really happen or not, or if mm-hmm. it was something that's realistic. Oh, yeah. So my guess is it's the same way. Like, you know, I, I mean, Ben obviously was there, so he would know, but like, you know, Harry could give a little insight of like what pop star life is like. Yeah. My guess is probably his main role. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. Cause also, I, if someone, go ahead. If someone's making a show based on like part of your life, like you want to be a part of it too, to make sure it's not like out of control. Cause yeah. he's going to be linked to the, like no matter what, so yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Too. God, every every week we might have a like a a news story like this is what Harry did like three years ago like and <laughs> just every every time the episode comes out. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I want. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. The only thing I'm nervous about is like I don't want them to portray his character as like some dumb person who like 
is kind of just, oh, the fame and all this blah. Like, I don't want them to go that way. I want them to be, like, to show it more as, like, a normal person, you know? Like, yeah. I, I just don't want them to portray, like, the Harry character Cooper in, like, a, like, dumb pop star perspective, I guess. Which I think is, like, what you see a lot on, like, shows that have, like, a pop star. But maybe I'm just thinking of, like, Disney Channel where, like, something. I don't know. But I just, I don't want them to, I don't want him to be portrayed as stupid. I want him to be, like, a very multifaceted character, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, um, I mean, like, it, I guess with Hannah Montana and shows that are aimed at kids, it was kind of like that. But Mm -hmm. I mean, with this one being more aimed at adults as a sitcom, um, and then it being based on Harry, like, I can't imagine Harry would be executive producer and then he would allow himself to be portrayed as, yeah, like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hopefully not I don't know yeah but I don't know there's always that element of that with any sitcom right the laughs come from mm-hmm. characters kind of doing ridiculous things so who knows <laughs> yeah probably at the beginning he'll be like portrayed as a dumb pop star because like that's like the you know what everybody thinks but I'm sure it'll grow as a character so mm-hmm. fingers mm-hmm. crossed <clears throat> yeah Um, I really like the show on Netflix called One Day at a Time. And, like, when I first started watching it, I was like, wow, this seems like very Disney Channel. But then they get into some really deep things about, like, PTSD and, like, queer rights and all this stuff that's really amazing. And I thought it was just going to be, like, this, like, really fluffy show. And, like, I ended up crying a lot when I watched it just because, like, there's deep emotions. Um, But, like, I feel like... I mean, I don't think it'll be quite like that. Because that one's on Netflix, so you can get away with, like, having, I don't know, it's, like, being really fluffy and light, but also, like, talking about, like, deep issues. Um, Yeah. But, like, I think that would be really cool if they, like, brought in some other stuff, like, um, like, deeper things into it that still, like, make it a fun comedy. But, like, in, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, have you guys seen that either? Yeah. Yeah. Like, they talk about a lot of serious issues while it still is, like, a really fun comedy show. So, something... Yeah. That would be cool. Because, like, obviously yeah, Harry... in the middle there. Yeah, because, like, Harry cares about, like, a lot of things, whether it's, like, you know, SeaWorld or queer rights or um, women's rights, anything. Like, I feel like that would be cool to tie it into a TV show he's involved in. Yeah, for sure. All right, moving into the main discussion, which, as I mentioned earlier, is all about... Anna and we're finally getting to talk about this and appreciate Anna for its glorious um ness gloriousness I don't know what I'm saying at this moment but I'm excited to talk about it um because we did a whole like I feel like everyone was talking about medicine and like we did a whole two episodes on medicine and like talked about everything (laughs) and like now it's time for Anna to get its like time in the spotlight because it's an amazing song and Martha you in particular mentioned that you wanted to do this one right why did why was this one so important to you um I'm not sure why I love this song so much but I remember the first time I heard it I was like "Eh, it's good that medicine was better but then the next day I woke up and I was singing it in my head and then Mm -hmm. I couldn't stop singing it so it's just I really love a catchy song like I was on the whole shape of you train um when um, Ed Sheeran released his two songs, like Boston one that caught my ear, mm-hmm. and I listened to it. So um, it gives me the same vibes, and I really love it. And I just think it's like the catchiest song, like that Harry's written. Yeah, I I always use that word catchy, and I feel like I 
I feel like people don't understand what I'm saying when I say it, but oh my God, Anna is so catchy. Like, I feel like that describes it perfectly. And, and like this, yeah. this is the song where I'm like, you can tell Harry's great at writing catchy songs. Like they're just so fun to sing. They're, the lyrics are great and punchy and catchy and you just want to like get up and dance. And I feel like this like is a perfect example of that in Harry's songwriting. So I completely agree with you. Um, Steph, did you have any reasons why you're particularly excited about this? Um, I just, I think it'll be fun to talk about, um, one of Harry's newer songs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because we've lived with the album for like a year now. Yeah. Um, but we've only had these ones for a couple months, so it's exciting and it's something kind of different. Um, and this one and Medicine were kind of more in line with what I was expecting from him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, it yeah, because these, we'll have to talk about how it fits onto the album and, like, how they compare. Because I do think Medicine and Anna sort of, like, they do go well together. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, so this song was written by Alex Salabian. So, Salibian. Salabian. I, I never know how to say his name. <laughs> uh, Tyler Johnson, Mitch Rowland, and Harry Styles, according to Genius. Um, I don't know if it's ever been put anywhere else like where they announced who wrote this song but it appeared on genius so maybe that's right who knows um so what was your I guess you kind of said your initial reaction to hearing the song but I guess yeah elaborate either of you um I mean I think it's a slow build personally like Mm -hmm. when I first heard medicine I loved it immediately because it's got that like hard rock punch and the lyrics are interesting Mm -hmm. um and this one's a little bit more chill um but I think after the initial shock and excitement of medicine wears off this one has more uh longevity as a favorite Mm. song for me anyway interesting I agree I feel the same way like medicine was like a rock song that I always thought Fury would do like that's kind of the sound I thought he put out and when I heard this I was like oh that's cute but you know whatever but then the more you listen to it it's just like like it's a song he could play at shows for like years and I don't think people would get tired of it mm-hmm. um you know it's hard to do stuff like that um I saw Justin Timberlake recently and he was playing stuff from his first album and I was kind of like you know what JT like I don't need to hear this anymore but like I feel like this <laughs> is a song um that he could play for a long time and I don't think people will get tired of it yeah Yeah, I feel that way too. And I was watching like some of the live performances to prepare for this episode. And I was just thinking like, I'm scared that because Medicine got so much of the attention, we're not going to see Anna on another tour. I'm scared that he's just not going to play it and he's going to play other songs like after this. And this will be the only time we get Anna on tour. And that really scares me because like you guys said, I feel like it does have longevity and it's Live, it's one of the best songs, I would say. Um, it's like, it just is a really great song live. And you compare it to a song like, um, I don't I don't know, like From the Dining Table, live is good, but I would probably choose Anna mm-hmm. over From the Dining Table or over like If I Could Fly or even maybe even Sweet Creature, which is my favorite song on the album. But live, I would rather hear Anna, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, think I, the good, I mean, I agree with that. I do too, but I think the good news about Anna is he seems to have a blast performing it. Like, that video 
of him from um, Barcelona, mm-hmm. but like he just looks like he's having like the time of his life playing it. I just like it's so cute. Every time I see it, I stop and watch it. So, I know. Um, and I'm, <laughs> I'm not one to watch videos very often. I don't watch a lot of them, but I watch it every time it pops up in my timeline. So I really think he loves it. So hopefully that helps. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know a lot of people who like go around playing songs they never release and still never release them. So I know Dave Matthews does that. Some people said Dave Matthews band plays songs. They have songs they've never released that they play at their shows. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan, but so we'll see, I guess. Yeah, <clears throat> like mm. he should just friggin' release them then, so we can show right. him. Well, yeah, exactly. You know that Anna is just as good as Medicine, and because I feel like he will play Medicine again because it's gotten so much attention. And now there's, like, this big fan Harry thing. But it's like, oh, Anna's also really good. Like, yeah, keep <laughs> those ones on. Like, I think another conversation that would be interesting is, like, when Harry puts out his second album, what songs should he keep from the first album? Or, like, how many songs should he keep? Which ones can he get rid of? Um... And, I mean, some artists play, like, 24 songs, so who knows if he'll have to get rid of any of them. But his shows are going to be a heck of a lot longer if he if he doesn't get rid of any songs. So, I don't know. I do not know. Yeah, and I guess, like, he could, because he does a lot of covers, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I personally wouldn't be sad if he got rid of just a little bit of your heart. Like, oh, yeah. Um... Get rid of Stockholm Syndrome, too. <laughs> Stockholm. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm super excited to see what he does. So, like, you know, I feel like his second album won't sound the same. Um, And um, Taylor Swift does a good job of this. Justin Timberlake does a good job of this, where they, like, um, meld their old songs. Like, they kind of change them up to make it sound like their new stuff. Mm -hmm. Or vice versa, JT, this tour, since no one likes his new album, (laughs) made his new stuff sound like his old stuff. really cool to see like how he changes up some of his songs to like go with new stuff like that's like real I love it like when Taylor Swift turned I knew you were trouble into like a rock song Mm -hmm. um for 1989 like amazing I that's so I can't wait to see him do stuff I mean obviously he does Stockholm Syndrome and uh what makes you beautiful aren't don't sound anything like the original so I'm like super excited to see what he'll do yeah, that's so interesting. He could definitely do that. I can cuz he is already changing up songs. So, um it'll be really cool to see how he changes them. And then it's like you get a whole new version of the song, you know. Mhm. Yeah. Could you imagine like a rock version of Two Ghosts? <laughs> like something like <laughs> intensely different. Maybe I would like it better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shots fired. <laughs> well, I know that's well, like kind of boring. <laughs> Like, I just, like, I don't like the guitars. Like, I like country music, and I don't like the guitars on it. So I just want him to, like, make it a little better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A little less country. I'd probably really like it. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, Okay, so that was, I guess, my initial reaction. I always ask you guys questions and then forget that I'm supposed to actually answer them, too. Um, (laughs) I I remember I was watching, like, the live... um, like, the live stream. I think we couldn't really hear all the lyrics, but I just immediately really liked it and, like, was really into it. 
Um, but it was sort of like, that wasn't even the first listen. I think like my first moments was with it was like, I was showering and I had downloaded the MP3s and I had it playing. And like, I just like fell in love with Anna. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Um, like I need to pay more attention to this song. Um, so I think that was like sort of a little bit after my initial reaction, but that was when I really connected with it. Um, also, like, what is this title? Because half people think it's Oh Anna, and half the other people think it's Anna. And I just call it Anna. But then I'm like, am I wrong? Like, did someone say it was called Oh Anna? Or do people just, are people just naming it Oh Anna because of what he sings in the song? Well, which one? Wasn't it registered on that, like, songwriting website? I have no idea. I think idea. it is. Ask I, it was. I think it I don't, is. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. I think it is. Um, and I can't remember which one it is. Oh. Um, I like Anna better. I know. I like Anna better, but maybe it's O Anna, and that's why people. <laughs> so I don't know. But, but I, I, I call it. I Anna. like Anna better. As yeah. A, yeah. That's a better title, I think. Yeah. And also because I connected with that first. And now to try to switch it up is very confusing to me. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I wanted to talk about some of the parallels to Carolina. And then, like, I guess, like, try to figure out why it didn't make the album. And I feel like it's all one big conversation. Um, I guess, firstly, for me, obviously, this is a, a title that is a name. And Harry has done that with Olivia, and then Carolina, and then Anna. Um so I guess in that way, like, it would be kind of weird if he had both Carolina and Anna on the album. Um, and then sort of the storyline of Anna is very similar to the storyline of Carolina, where he, like, sort of breaks the fourth wall a bit and talks directly to the, like, is, like, self-aware in the song, I guess, of him singing a song and writing a song about someone um, and having them see it. Um, and what that reaction would be like. I think musically, it's sort of similar. Um, it's got like the la-las or, I mean, in Anna, it sound is, doesn't sound quite like la-la-la. But, I mean, they've got similar sounds in that way. Um, do you see other parallels to Carolina? Uh, I mean, like like you said, musically, it's very similar. Like, with the guitar and the sort of like, I guess it's kind of got like a 60s, 70s kind of soft rock mm-hmm. do you know what I'm trying to say like funky yeah. <laughs> guitar vibe <laughs> yeah like Carolina reminds me of a Beatles song and like mm-hmm. this song um kind of reminds me of like call me out <laughs> yeah so yeah I don't know it also reminds me of like I know no one ever says this about Harry but it very much reminds me of early 90s or mid 90s like soft rock um, I will tell you, I mean, we could talk about this later, but there's right before he does um, the faith part, mm-hmm. he, it sounds just, it sounds just like the song in She's All That at the very end. <laughs> to the I'm, point, I'm, I'm like, movie. don't know any of these references. I feel so badly. Okay. <laughs> She's All That's a Freddie Prince Jr. movie from the late 90s. And there's a song at the very end of the song. There's a song from Sixpence, None the Richer called Kiss Me. And like, oh, it does sound like that. It sounds <laughs> just like it. Like, so much I was like, this is the same song. Like, it sounds so much like it. And, um, yeah, so it gives me that, like, 90s, like, soft rock, like, real laid back, but upbeat music sound a lot. Like, that's mm-hmm. what I get out of it. Which isn't really like his music on his album, but 
I mean, fits right in. And, you know, he talks about his mom's influence and that fits right into like the influence she would have given him as a kid. Mm-hmm. I know, I know that song. I'm going to have to listen for like that, that song. In, in I don't know. It's like really weird because in the movie they like kind of single out the guitar for the very end, like after they leave the prom and they're like in her backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've seen the movie and um, it, like I listen when I listen to it on the movie, like, it, I, that section doesn't actually sound like Kiss Me, but they section out the guitar sound, and it mm. sounds just like when the interlude to graduation. <laughs> it's really weird. That's... <laughs> it really reminds me of it. That's cool. Yeah, I definitely, yeah. like, I, yeah, I see the, like, musical sounds in Carolina, and Carolina reminded me of Beatles, like, when I first heard it. But, um, yeah, I can I can feel it coming in this song as well now I'm just like now it's like really in my head kiss me great stuff yeah. and I, like here's the thing who knows if that's actually in the real song because that's when he does like the faith part so maybe that's just added in who knows because Carrie won't release the studio version yeah I mean didn't they watch a ton of romantic <laughs> comedies like back when they were in Jamaica they did. so I mean it could be could be yeah. um yeah I feel like maybe in terms of like why they didn't include on the album I feel like maybe they thought it would be too much to have both of these like I don't know if I, I mean, I would want it on the album, but, like, I get where they're coming from, mm-hmm. where you would be like, okay, those are really similar. Like, why did yeah. you have both of them, you know? So, I think I remember um, in an interview, Harry said that this was Ed Sheeran's favorite song on his album. That oh, really? Cut. Oh, that is what, I remember that too, yeah. That's right. So, I really think Harry was, like, set on this, 10 song album to be like the old days like mm-hmm. in the 70s everyone did 10 song yeah. albums and this I my guess is medicine and Anna were the two that got back mm. screw you Harry well cause they didn't really like fit with the vibe I mean this one did but medicine was so different yeah. especially lyrically than everything else and his album like kind of comes off as almost a concept album yeah, I don't know, because I feel like there's, in Anna, there's still some of that, like, miscommunication that he talks about, and, like, like mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know if it's, like, he wrote about the same situation in two different ways, and then, like, picked one, um, or, like, it was, like, between Carolina and Anna, and then he had to decide, um, but I, I hate this whole 10 song thing. Now everyone's like going on this trend and like only doing like 10 or 11 songs. And I'm like, what is this? Stop it. Give me more, please. Yeah, no kidding. <sighs> yeah. Um, but in terms of where it would fit on the album, I mean, I see this one like relating to Carolina. I could feel like it would fit in nicely somewhere there. Um, or, I mean, it also reminds me of like Kiwi a bit and... Obviously, medicine. If it was on it, I think that I think it fits in there as well. What do you guys think? Um, it would have. I think it would have fit more on the back half of it. Actually, mm-hmm. like maybe after "Ever Since New York" and then before "Woman" and from the dining table, because around that part of the album, it starts to get a little slow for me. So mm. this would have helped to pick it back up. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I mean, it's because the freaking studio version of "Ever Since New York" is more more slow. Yes. Yes, that's true. <laughs> and I mean, like, Niall's album has the same problem where it gets slow at the end, and I'm just like, come on. 
Yeah, I don't know. I feel like um, I also am curious if it's like about the same person Carolina's about because it's so very similar. Mm-hmm. Like the story yeah. is like almost identical. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'd probably replace. I, I my answer to this was to replace Carolina, but I'm not a huge fan of that song, so that's probably... <laughs> that makes sense. Wait, were you the one who was who said it like this was like what Carolina wanted it to be or like yes. wanted to be? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said, like, this is what Carolina wishes it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, because this one doesn't have the same sort of misogynistic stuff that Carolina has. So that's nice. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it doesn't. Um, it's like, I, I think I said it's it's so close to the same, but it's not cringy. Like, mm-hmm. Carolina does so good. And then you're like, oh, yeah, no, that's not. Yeah. I'm not okay with that. <laughs> so. <laughs> I do, though, I will give Carolina, I do love the la-la-las of Carolina, so so I'll give Carolina that. Thank you, yes. I know, I'm, I'm like, I'm, like, the biggest, like, person who's split on that song, who, like, loves it in so many ways, but is also, like, yeah, the misogyny is, like, pretty terrible, but I also, I love the music and, like, the way it sounds and the la-la-las and just, like, everything about it is great, except for this big part of it. I know the lyrics are so, uh, but I love that song musically so much. Like whenever it comes on in my car, mm-hmm. I turn that up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the live, <laughs> like the live version. So yeah. good. Great moment mm-hmm. in the concert. Um, let's get into the lyrics then slash the music. Cause I always bring that along as we do the lyrics. Um, starting with the title, where we kind of already mostly discussed it, it being a name, and Harry's done that twice before, the sort of debate over whether it's Anna or Air- Oh Anna. Um, yeah, anything else about the t- title that you guys have? No, I'm um, curious why, like, Harry's, like, big into, like, having names in his title. So yeah, like, <laughs> he's done that so many times now. It's true, eh? Yeah. Is that like a I, I, thing? Was that a thing in the seventies a lot? I I mean I know like there's like my sister's name Sarah, not after the song, but there's like twenty Sarahs that uh, that are her friends, but that song came out about the time <laughs> she was born. So um I'm just curious if like I don't I don't listen to a lot of older music, so but that's the, the Beatles did that a lot, didn't they? They have like they have a song called Michelle for sure. Mm-hmm. Um I think they have a couple other songs like I mean, they have, oh, they have Julia, um, and then they have Hey Jude. So I guess the Beatles did that, and mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, they're the only, like, old band <laughs> that I really know very well. But, yeah. So I don't know if it was a trend or if it's just Harry trying to emulate the Beatles. Either one is fine with me. I like the Beatles, so <laughs> yeah. the more he can try to be like them, I'm fine with that. And honestly, we do see a lot of Beatles influences on all the songs he did that for. Like, Olivia, I hear a lot of Beatles, mm-hmm. Carolina, and I, I don't know how much I hear of on Anna, but, like, I hear I hear similarities between Anna and the other two, so. Um. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Carolina, I think, was very Beatles-inspired, and yeah, same with Olivia. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it is interesting. I, I don't, I quite like it. Like, I'd like to see him continue on with this whole naming thing. Like, I feel like he puts out really good songs by using names. Um, yeah. So, I'm not, I'm I don't, not mad about it. Have any of the other boys done that? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we have one. That's yeah. There's just that Diana from One Direction. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I think that's a Louie and Liam song. Mm-hmm. I, I think you're right, yeah. 
Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I I like to say, I mean, that one's a great song too, so I'm happy about it. Yeah. It makes the song feel more specific, mm-hmm. right? Instead of just general, like you feel, even if the person's name wasn't actually Anna, you feel more like he's writing from an actual experience instead of just kind of making stuff up and mm-hmm. throwing a song together. Um, yeah. I don't know. So it kind of makes you feel Agreed. more connected to it just by putting a name to it. <clears throat> I agree. It, like, makes it a bit of, like, more of a story. Like, part of, like, a storytelling thing where he's, like, giving name to people. And it's, like, he likes to personify, like, the things he's going through or, like, the emotions he feels. Because, like, you know, with that whole Olivia, is it a name? Is it a person? Is it emotion? (laughs) Like, is it a place? Whatever the hell. It's, like, maybe he never knew an Olivia or an Anna or a Carolina. But, like, you know, it embodies, like that emotion and that experience he was having and like he's personifying his feelings into this person that is Anna you know yeah yeah that's a really interesting take on it though I still maintain that Olivia is about Gemma's cat (laughs) okay (laughs) I I will accept that that's a great that's great theory there (laughs) yeah um, so, at the beginning of the song, depending on different versions, I mean, there's a million different versions, MP3, out there. We don't have one that we can all listen to. Um, yeah. but, uh, I think, like, it also depended on when he played it. Because the first time, I'm not sure if it had the same musical interlude, and, like, he's added in some new guitar things before other songs. Um, but in some versions, it's got a pretty long music, where it's just, like, um, like, very quiet, and then there's, like, this twangy guitar I can hear it in my head I'm describing it poorly um and then eventually like the big like intro music plays and he jumps into the song and starts singing um but yeah I like these like sort of long drawn out like musical intros that like get you into the song he's done that like before a couple other songs too where he plays like little guitar riffs um and we can really see like his guitar skills which is fun um, but yeah, I, I like this intro music and it like gets you in to the song nicely. Um, and, and also when it starts like the actual like, instead of just sort of like the interlude part when it starts like the song music, to me it sounds a lot like Walking in the Wind, but like kind of a rockier version of it. Um, and I know I put a clip of that on the Twitter like a long time ago, comparing the two and like playing them side by side. Um, but yeah, this like just really makes me feel like it was it's like similar walking in the wind vibes and harry wrote that song so i think it's interesting i've never like linked the two of them but now that you say that like i hear it and i love that song so that explains a lot (laughs) yes yeah you you should like listen to them side by side because it's like it's like the same like da 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 like the yeah and 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 then the walking the wind one sounds like the rugrats song so I mean, maybe it all comes back to that. A week ago, he's...
crush on Angelica. We will never know. <laughs> that is what Anna is actually referring to. Oh my god, they both start with A's. Who knows? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think you're right, Caitlin, though, because Walking in the Wind also reminded me of Call Me Al. So that makes sense. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and it also reminds me of that song, um, Valerie. I guess, which is because 1D used to sing mm-hmm. that on tour, I think, like in Up All Night Days. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. love the song Valerie. Louis, <laughs> yeah, Louis would good. sing that one. That one was so good. Oh, yeah, that's right, hey? I wanted his full cover of that song. Yeah, yeah. That was good. The beginning mm. of 1D, uh, where they did that little mashup of covers. Ugh, when they didn't have <laughs> enough of their own songs. I know. So good. <laughs> so good. Um, okay, so the first little lyrical part, who knows what it's called, says... Don't know where you're laying, just know it's not with me. Don't know what I'd tell you if I passed you on the street. Um, and again, right away we get these like intense guitars, and um, you can just hear how much emotion Harry puts into it. Like, I feel like he's one of the best person people that I know who like puts emotion into his like voice, and you can really hear it. Oh, like, yeah, just, for sure. The way he like emphasizes, like, don't know where, like, I don't know, the way he drags it out, you already feel him being this sort of, like, desperate, like, like, intense passion that he's feeling, that he's, like, you know, got all these emotions and he can't, like, handle them, but he's, like, emphasizing it with his voice, so I really love that he is able to do that with just, like, his own musical tool. Um... Yeah, so in terms of, like, the music and, like, the voice of this part, but before we, like, actually dissect the lyrics, um, did you guys have anything about this? Um, I just think, like, Harry's voice on this song is, like, <clears throat> Harry's voice that I love, like, he has that, like, gravelly, rocky tone, and mm-hmm. um, it's what makes him kind of unique to a lot of people, and I think it really shines in this. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I would agree with that. I don't have anything else to add, but, yeah, he sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he just sings with a lot of passion and I enjoy it <laughs> yeah he really does and like seeing that live and like watching the videos it's like you can just like see his like m- m- jaw like moving in a passionate way I don't know <laughs> like his facial expression like everything just really makes the song um but yeah so in terms of like what this means I think it I mean it's not it's not like a mystery of what he's saying it's not like hard to dissect what he's saying here I don't think but he's 
thinking of some person, supposedly Anna, and it's like, I don't know where you're laying, like, I don't know where you're sleeping at night, I don't know who you're laying with, um, but he knows that it's not with him, because he's alone, <laughs> um, and, <laughs> but he also, like, doesn't know what he'd say if, like, he ever passed this person in the street, where he wouldn't necessarily be able to say, oh, I'd rather be, like, you be laying with me, he's kind of, like, um, there's like some sort of communication issue, which again, as I said earlier, like reflects a lot of the communication issues that we've seen throughout the album, like on From the Dining Table, um, and I forget all the other ones, but he talks about not being able to communicate a lot, um, and it seems like that might be a situation here. I'm not clear if like he knows the person or if he doesn't know the person, and I feel like that's an interesting concept to explore as we go through the lyrics. Um, but whatever it is, it's someone that he wouldn't know what to say when he meets them, and but he also, like, wants them. So it's, like, this, like, inner battle, I guess. Okay, so um, I like that you talked about how it being someone that he might not know because after listening to this song a bajillion times on repeat, um, I've, I've also felt like it could be a good narrative about the ha- how fans feel about him. So, like, if you think of it from that aspect, like, it very much um, follows, like, how fans think about Harry. You know, if I passed Harry on the street, I would have no idea what to tell Mm -hmm. him. I would probably turn around and walk away. So, um, um, I just think, like, and if you, because, like, the um, lyrics aren't really romantic, I mean, slightly. You could take a, you know romantic or sexual like tone from it if you wanted to but Mm -hmm. if you kind of just take them at face value um it could very much be like how the fans feel about him and I think that's funny that he sings this every day (laughs) to his fans and it could be like how they it's definitely how like in there singing it back to him yeah I hadn't thought of it like that but I think that's a good that's interesting I like it when it's kind of a different like it's not such a straightforward idea of what the song's about right um but yeah that's totally true like I don't know what I would say if I passed him on the street for sure (laughs) yeah um yeah but I mean it does have that tone of miscommunication again yeah I think I got to that conclusion when it says every time I see your face there's only so much I can take so like yeah (laughs) no that's like it's so true (laughs) it's exactly that's like what I was thinking like I really love that interpretation that you had because like, that's what I was thinking, but maybe not... I wasn't thinking, I guess, from fans seeing Harry. I was seeing it more like Harry seeing someone he really admires. So, sort of in that sort of same relationship, but Harry being, like, the fan, I guess. Um, and, like, that's what I was... That's sort of how I took it as well throughout. Um, but, yeah, I think, like, he totally could have been singing. And, like, you can definitely, like, interpret it as it being the situation of fans seeing Harry. Because it does feel like it's someone that maybe he doesn't know and he's, like idolizing a bit um and like wouldn't know what to say to them but also like really wants them but like in a way that like is more like this like passionate thing where you're just like oh my god um even though you don't like really know them or whatever um so yeah I feel like I feel like that definitely could be the case because it does reflect a lot of like fandom relationships with people they really admire so this makes Harry very relatable Mm -hmm. because like He's kind of one of those people who you see on another level um, and not always as a celebrity, you feel relatable to Harry just because he's like so 
and his like he's himself he owns it you know he's over the top but he's very sweet like I feel like he's not like super relatable as a person but this song everybody has had this feeling Mm -hmm. um it makes it very super relatable yeah definitely he's very much he's like definitely putting himself out there as someone who like is like not someone who's being desired by the other person he's the one that's like kind of like the person looking up and wishing he was better wishing he could be something um not necessarily better, but, like, I don't know, have an experience. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely relatable. <laughs> um, okay, so the next part is the chorus, I want to say. <laughs> um, and it goes, I don't want your sympathy, but you don't know what you do to me, oh, Anna. Every time I see your face, there's only so much I can take, oh, Anna. And also, like, mixed in there, there's those la-la-las, but they kind of more sound like ba-ba-bas or da-ba-da or something. (laughs) It's hard to hear, like, what they're actually saying, but there's some of those mixed in as well. Um, I really like the transition into the chorus where it definitely, it feels like it goes bam, like it comes on full strong, like, intense right at the beginning, um and it just like feels so passionate when he sings this and especially live which is the only versions we've gotten um but like singing it live in concert and having him sing it live um it's just a I don't know such a fun moment in the concert and it feels so like desperate and needy and like wanting but also kind of like conflicted and confused um because like, I don't know, he doesn't necessarily know this person, um, but he, he's also, like, feeling all these feelings, um, and I feel like that, just the way it comes on really strong, and the way he sings it really portrays that. Yeah, he seems quite desperate when he sings Oh Anna. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He does. And he repeats this part so many times, right? Like, the verses really aren't very much, but, mm-hmm. and then he just kind of punches into the chorus, so it really... It seems to drive that desperation home because he keeps singing it over and over and obviously he sings it really passionately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because the, the verses are just like two lines and they're like, mm-hmm. so it's much shorter. Uh, but it speaks to his songwriting ability, I think, that the song, like it's not boring, mm-hmm. even though it's mostly this chorus repeated over and over, but it's so, um, like it's musically very interesting. Like there's lots of, things going on in the background mm-hmm. with background vocals and the little like guitar twangy bits and the ba da ba Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like I feel like again, as we said earlier, the whole catchy thing, I think this chorus is like the catchiest thing I've ever heard. Because I know, right? We've said it's so <laughs> relatable. Like, you know that like you don't even know what you do to me. Like God, every time I see your face, like, I can't even handle it. Like, it's just, like, this very, like, I don't know, guttural reaction that's, like, kind of this dramatic thing that, like, is funny and silly and, like, emotional. And we've all been there. And, like, it's just, like, oh, my God. It's, like, let me just, like, emote or, like, have this cathartic, like, singing song experience. And, like, this chorus just makes you, like get it all out there and scream it and like feel the emotion like as you're singing um and I I love that and yeah I just it's just so good um it just yeah I don't I don't know (laughs) 
I don't know. It's just really good. And I feel like that, like, makes it catchy because, like, I mean, the way that it sounds is, like, sympathy, what you do to me, like, it rhymes and face and take work well off of each other. Um, but, yeah, so, like, it just sounds catchy. The music that's behind it is so catchy. And, like, he, like, I know I've said this before, but, like, I would always say like in the past episodes before Harry released his solo album like what makes a good song is have really like intricate lyrics and lots of them and like make it really detailed and beautiful and metaphorical but like Harry definitely makes great music without necessarily always doing that and I feel like this is an example where these lines are not anything where you're like wow that's poetic genius you know like I don't want your sympathy you don't know what you do to me those are like phrases we've heard before but just the way it all comes together with the music and how he rhymes them and how he puts them together and then sings them, it really works into something that's really beautiful and awesome and musically great, despite, you know, and not having this, like, poetic thing. It doesn't have to to be really awesome of a song, you know? I agree. And also, I feel like um, if this song doesn't make it into a romantic comedy, like, a song, <laughs> like, that's just no justice done to it. So Harry released just the version so it can I be know, right? in a romantic comedy yes. for us that'd be fantastic <laughs> like it perfectly so- embodies like how you feel about someone who's like un- unobtainable to you mm-hmm. like this song perfectly mm-hmm. embodies that yeah definitely did he say that these are going to be on his second album or or did I, I think someone made that up yeah I think someone made that up Sadly. Uh, Harry. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I know. Maybe he'll put it on an EP. We, that's all we can hope for these days. An EP. like yeah. Because like if he's not putting out music until next year, like put out something this fall. Like, maybe when he no releases kidding. the documentary, he'll also release like studio versions and like maybe another song. like Or like the unreleased yeah. songs EP. And it'll be like four or five songs that like including medicine and anna that we that were canceled from the album or didn't make the album right just be like drake and just like release everything did he do that (laughs) drake releases eps all the time of just everything he doesn't always tour he has albums he tours but he releases like music constantly like he can feel like him it's fine (laughs) i don't listen to drake i just know he listens he releases music constantly (laughs) Yeah. yeah didn't he put out an album that had like 40 songs on it was yeah. that drake <laughs> he releases so much music it's absurd 40 I, I songs to, oh my god yeah, I, was, I was listening to a podcast about how he like like one like one month last year was the first time in like five years he hadn't had a song in the billboard top 200 because that's how off like that's how much he just releases music wow. like he just constantly releases it well, he's, like, constantly on the radio. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I hear him on the radio all the time. So, and I assume that means, I mean, it doesn't always mean they're popular worldwide, but I know Drake is. Mm-hmm. But, like, he's Canadian, yeah. so they're going to play him on the radio all the time here. But, yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, why Why doesn't Harry follow in that? Yeah, he had, like, a 30-song album or something crazy. Yeah, like, <laughs> he releases a lot of music. So, Harry... <laughs> get on it yeah drop an ep why don't you and like the boys say that they record like didn't harry say he recorded like 70 songs or something something like that like wrote them yeah yeah i feel like imagine he didn't yeah 
Yeah, like if he didn't play these songs on tour, we wouldn't even know they existed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, what else is not here for us? <laughs> well, we don't have like, Complicated song... Freak and we don't have Baby Honey. Like, what's oh, with yeah, that? Oh, right. yeah, that's true. Yeah. If yeah. songs this good are hiding, like, that's not fair. <laughs> I know. No, no, I know. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Niall did the same thing, like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was so long. Yeah, he's and like, he was it's like, not this, it's not that good. I'm like, I know. No. <laughs> yeah, he said he did like seventy songs too, and then JoJo was like, "Well, just throw them all out there. Your fans would love it." And Niall was like, "No, they're all bad, and like, I Ugh. wouldn't have a career. That would be the end of my career." But one of those songs was so long. So again, yeah. like Harry, what else is he hiding? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> like, you don't even have to do a release where you're like, everyone knows. Like, if you put them up on your own website, the only people who are going to go get them are, like, fans who are downloading them, you know? You don't have to put them on iTunes if you don't want to, if you want to keep that separate. But just, like, chuck yeah. them up for fans so fans can have them, you know? like Exactly. Ugh. Anywho. Back to the chorus. Um, <laughs> so, so, um, so, yeah, the phrase, um, don't want sympathy. It feels like he, like, doesn't want Anna to, like, pity him or feel bad about him or, like, you know, be like, oh, sorry, I don't like you or I don't even know who you are. Or, like, he doesn't want that. But, like, man, like, every time, like, she doesn't know what he does to him. Like, even though he doesn't want sympathy, he also kind of wants to tell her, like, you don't know what you do to me. Like, you don't understand how much time I spent thinking about you. I always, that's, like, a very relatable thing, where, like, maybe you have a crush on someone, and you're like, they have no idea how much you spend, like, thinking about them, or talking about them, or, like, telling your friends or your family about them. And, like, they just really don't, they can't understand it. Like, like the fan-Harry relationship. Like, that definitely, like, he can't really know, you know? Um, right. Yeah, so it's, I feel like, yeah, that, it's like he doesn't want pity, but also, like, you know, he's feeling things. And then every time he sees her, like, and that, I think every time he sees Anna, it's like, it could be in person, but also... Um, because earlier he said, like, he wouldn't know what to do if they, like, ran into each other in the street. It feels like they maybe don't know each other personally, and, like, it's not like they've seen each other, and maybe he's seeing her, like, in movies or on TV or on, you know, advertisements or, you know, social media. Um, And, like, every time he sees her, it's like he can't even handle it, and that's not even in person. That's just, like, through a screen or whatever. Um, And there's only so much he can take. Um, I love that because that, like, I feel like there's only so much I can take is usually a phrase used for, like, you know, you're at the end of your rope, you're kind of annoyed and pissed, but it's, like, he's feeling these things, but because the person themselves is just, like, too much. It's, like, this dramatic, too much, can't handle situation. Um, like Taylor Swift's Gorgeous, the song Gorgeous, where she's, like, yeah. so gorgeous I can't yeah. even look at you. Like, I feel like that's a <laughs> similar, similar situation with this. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I also agree with that. I don't... <laughs> I mean, like you said, Mark, that's, like, also how we feel about him. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah Every time I see your face, there's only so much I can take. It's, like, the, like, updated version of, like, the what makes you beautiful, the way you flip your hair leaves me overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> yeah, so true. You know, sometimes, like, you're, like, watching something or, like, 
watching something Harry does and you just like start laughing but it's like this kind of like laugh cry sob thing where you're just like oh my god this is like too much like you laugh but not because it's necessarily funny but just because of like you know they're too much you can't handle it I feel like that's yeah, like, a similar just, situation I I completely understand you just you start laughing because you don't know how else to like express exactly anything. exactly right. it's like the emotion has yeah. to come out somehow and it comes out as laughter Yes, yes. 100%. Okay, so then we move on into the next verse, which is, don't know how you taste when there's smoke in your perfume. And now, it's hard to hear these lyrics, that line, so, like, that's what people say, but if anyone has any other versions of it, because, again, we don't have the actual lyrics. Um, So, yeah, don't, don't know how you taste when there's smoke in your perfume, so chew me up and spit me out, nothing left to lose. I feel like the second part of that is pretty clear, but the first one kind of a more on. Yeah. But yeah, the harmonies here are so wonderful. I really, really love them. You can hear Sarah and Claire really well, um, and they sound really beautiful on them, and I feel like it adds a lot to it. Um, and yeah, I guess vocally, that's what I really noticed at this part, and probably the other parts too, the other verses, but I just particularly heard it here when I was listening. Um and then in terms of the interpretation of this, it seems like I, I, I'm kind of a bit confused by this part. I mean, it's like he's naming something very specific, a very specific situation that he hasn't been a part of. So, like, knowing what someone tastes like when there's smoke in their perfume. So, like, they have perfume yeah. on and they were smoking and then, like, you're, you know, tasting their neck or something. And so he hasn't experienced that. So it's like he clearly doesn't really know them in that way. And he, it's like almost like this very specific situation where it's like, you know, if you knew someone intimately, it's like, that's what you would want. You'd be able to say those very detailed things about someone. Like, I do know what it tastes like when there's smoke in your perfume. Um, But he hasn't experienced that. But it's interesting that he's like naming such a specific situation, I guess. Yeah. Um, I, I do, I like that explanation because I didn't take it that way. I took it totally different. Oh, okay. Yeah, how did you I, take I took it? it, like, so when there's smoke in your per- perfume, I took it like he's saying it metaphorically, like, I don't know how you taste because um, there's, like, when there's smoke in your perfume, meaning kind of like a smoke and mirrors type thing, like, oh. it's, uh, he hasn't oh. experienced it yet. So to him, it's like, you know not attainable. Does that make sense? I feel yeah. like I'm not explaining it well. No, no, no. So, like, she's yeah, kind yeah. of, like, he can't taste her because there's smoke as in like she's kind of half there like she's not real. right yeah yeah she's like a like a mirage you know yeah like, yeah you know you see like in a movie she kind of like fades away like mm-hmm. you can't like a yeah. ghost type thing I don't know I kind of took it that way <laughs> yeah that's interesting yes, I like that <laughs> that fits more with the theme of the song because mm-hmm. I was with Caitlin and I was like I don't really get this it's like he's never like <laughs> been out with this person and you know, he's not, but that makes way more sense. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I I like it that. seems like Harry would come up with some kind of weird metaphorical, yeah, <laughs> metaphysical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because that's why, yeah. that's why I was like, what does this mean? Like, what does this, like, how, how are, are these the right lyrics? Like. But yeah, that, that, I like that interpretation. Yeah, or it could not be the right lyrics and we're just, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talking about something totally off. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, that's what we have to do until we get the freaking actual it's lyrics. True. It's true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they've put the songwriters yeah. on Genius, you'd think they'd, like, try to put the actual lyrics on Genius as well. Yeah, no kidding. Not that yeah, but where do they get the lyrics on Genius? Like, do people just put them in there, or are they, like, real? Um, they're, it, for, it depends on the artist. Like, some artists will, like, send, like, confirmed actual lyrics. Like, their team will make sure they're actually the correct ones. Um, but, like, also, sometimes it just, like, is people putting up what they hear, and it, like, will differ from, like, other song websites, so. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't think they've hmm. been confirmed by Harry on Genius. As, I'm as sure they have it, because he likes to, I yeah. think he gets a thrill out of it, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so then, so chew me up and spit me out, nothing left to lose. I love this, because it's, like, he's, like, Go ahead and use me. He's like, chew me up, spit me out. Like, like he doesn't care if he gets chewed up and, like, spat out and rejected. But he kind of, like, he's got nothing to lose. So, like, why not sort of, like, go for it, I guess? Like, he doesn't really care yeah. if he's being used a bit, I guess, just because he, like, wants that experience. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't know. And that also fits with the theme of his album, right? Like, mm-hmm. with his just, the whole Kiwi and then medicine also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there was, yep. am I thinking of, like, Fool's Gold? Or is there another, like, 1D song where they talked about, like, it was, they knew they were being used, but they were okay with it? Or is that just Fool's Gold? Uh. That was definitely, like, that was definitely the theme of Fool's Gold. But you're right. I feel like there was another 1D song now that, like, a more upbeat one. Was it, like, Temporary Fix? No. Maybe. I mean, Temporary. Maybe. Yeah. I feel yeah, like it wasn't kinda, necessarily really. used. It was more like yeah. they're both kind of using each other, but are not using. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Or I'll be your Temporary Fix. You can control yeah. me, even if it's just for tonight. So maybe that is it. Yeah. You can call me. I'm always what you like. That's a great song. I like that. One. That yeah, reminds me song. also of this. Like the sound wise, definitely reminds me yes. of Hannah. Yeah. Who wrote this? Oh, hold on. Was it was Temporary Fix a hair song? Temporary Fix is Nile. Oh, it is. Yeah, Nile. Oh, and yeah, it is. The other it boys. is. Huh. Oh, that's weird because none of Nile's solo music sounds like this. Song. I know this one. Even when he put it out, <laughs> we were so all weird. kind of like, this seems like so out of left field for like Nile songs. Like, <laughs> I know. There's like really like one night stand type of song where it doesn't <laughs> yeah. necessarily feel like all Niles like deep emotional songs. Like I yeah, know that is weird. Um, okay. <laughs> anything else about this? Uh, I don't have anything yeah. else. Uh-huh. Oh, this reminds me Bye. of like. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, just the chew me up and spit me out also reminds me of like an only angel where he's like, um. Like, he wants the person to be, like, stuck between his teeth. Um, and that's oh, like, yeah. Yeah. A similar yeah. thing. I love how so many of his lyrics, like, fit together like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, were you going to say something, Martha? No, I was just going to say that I appreciated Steph's uh, interpretation to help me out there. <laughs> of, of which? Of that line. Oh. Of that perfume line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was good. It's interesting. Um, yeah. Who knows what it is. Um, okay, so then it goes into the chorus again, um, which is pretty similar. And then there's, like, this nice musical interlude. And it sounds like 
in the background, the band is singing, like, how come you don't know? Like, how come you don't know? Or whatever they're doing. That's what I hear. But it also could just be, like, <laughs> the instruments that sound like they're saying that. But I'm pretty sure they're singing something. Um, what Do you guys hear something at that part? Um, You know, I haven't paid real close attention. Because it's, like, not mentioned on the lyrics. But it definitely sounds oh, like weird. they're saying, like, how come you don't know? Or, like, something like that. Um, if anyone's heard something, let me know, because it sounds like that to me, but it's hard to tell. Um, so yeah, then he comes back and does, like, this voice-crackling, desperate version of the chorus. So it's the chorus twice in a row there. Um, anything about, like, these chorus parts that you guys have? No, he's still Um, passionate when he's singing, though. Mm Mm-hmm. I yeah. love that, like, they do the musical interlude, and then he comes back in full force. Yeah, I love that, too. I don't know. It just, it makes the song so diverse in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just it's so interesting. Like, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, that's what I love about yeah. Harry's music. I feel like that's such a yeah. <laughs> true thing about his whole album. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. Like, what the script is going to be in where. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I've heard people sure. complain about it because he doesn't use like traditional songwriting, like you know, chorus or like first pre-chorus, chorus, and then a bridge. Like he doesn't really do that. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of people complain about it, but I think it makes it like that's why I really like it because it's different. Yeah, yeah. Mix no, it, it makes up. his music really, really different, and it makes the album sound fresher for longer because mm. you can't right because if it's like Niall's album. Like, I'm not trying to slag off Nile, obviously, but like, it's really... <laughs> of all people. <laughs> yeah, of all people, I'm, like, just going to come on here and say he's crap. No, no. But, like, <laughs> his album, like, you you learn it quicker because he does follow those patterns, right? Where mm-hmm. it's all very, like, verse, chorus, and the, like, the verses get pulled back, and the, his music doesn't... Like, a couple of the songs do build, but, like, generally they don't as much, um, whereas Harry's, like, he changes it. Um, and no two parts of the song, even two verses are the same. Like he yeah. adds like little the, the different choruses instrumentation. The are always like recorded differently. It's not like the same yeah. recording being used twice. It's like different versions of the chorus that he'll right. like extend or like do differently. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, exactly. Even in Kiwi, which is like crazy, like it's pumped up the entire song. Mm-hmm. It's still like the first chorus to the second chorus. They're totally different. Like, yeah. Yeah, and I love that when you can hear it, like, if you know, you hear something on the radio, and you can tell, like, which chorus and what part of yeah. the song you're in, instead of just being like, I don't know where I am, you know, I'm very, <laughs> I'm That would lost. be, like, yeah. a really intense same. test, like, play a random chorus, and someone has to tell you, like, what number chorus it is, <laughs> and, like, where. Yeah. 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 So like, okay, so this is super sidebar, but I was in the car with my husband the other day and we uh, switched to like nineties um, on nine on Sirius. And it was like Backstreet Boys. I want it that way. And um, we were looking for something else. I'm like, well, this song's almost over. And he's like, how can you possibly know that? <laughs> I'm like, this is the last chorus that I can tell. Like, yeah. I've heard this song probably a million times. That's <laughs> so really, it's like when you're listening to sign of the times and you're listening for like, yeah, the bullets part where he either switches it to like, you know, the I don't know. He says like your versus like there's like a one word yeah. change, and you're like, oh, which mm-hmm. version is this? What I know. Are we at? I love that too. I love that when artists change like one word. See, that was like my one complaint about Miss You is I wish Louis would have changed the day of the week 
when it was like Tuesday night or whatever uh, glazed over eyes. I wish that the second time he would have like changed the day to be like Wednesday night cool, or something. Yeah. That see that song was like ninety nine percent for me. So when I sing it in the car, I sing it like my own version. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. That's fantastic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, okay, so what part are we at? The, the we're at um, hope, hope you never, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so hope you never hear this and know that it's for you. I don't know what I'd tell you if you asked me for the truth. So this like parallels the first opener, where it's like the walking in the street and what what yeah. I don't know what I'd say if I saw mm. you in the street. This is I don't know what I'd tell you if you asked me for the truth. Um, so again, this is like that sort of Carolina moment where he like is self-aware he's self-aware about it being a song he's saying i hope you never hear this as in this song and like he doesn't want Mm -hmm. anna to know that he wrote this song for her because he he doesn't know what he would say if like anna came up to him and was like was that song about me like he doesn't know (laughs) like if he would tell her the truth or not um yeah so yeah i feel like yeah but in carolina he's like he wants the person to know and like he wants he's like I met her once and wrote a song about her. I want to scream. I want to shout it out. I hope she hears me now. So it's, like, very different than, like, Anna, where he doesn't want her to know that it's about her. Um, So that makes me think, like, you know, it's just some random Anna that he wrote this entire song about that he, like, doesn't know. I'm like, I need to go look up some Annas. Not that we know that Anna's, like, actually the person's name, but it's, like who knows some random Anna that like doesn't know this Harry song is about her, but it right. is. Go look through his Instagram follow. Oh and yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Good idea. Um, but like this, if this line isn't like the epitome, if it was a fan about Harry, like how many people have you been like, if I ever met Harry, like, and became friends with him, you know, would you tell him you had a Twitter account? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because like, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's such a great point. It is very. Because, yeah. like, you'd want him to see you as a normal person because we're all normal people. But, like, you also have this thing that's weird <laughs> that, like, you might not <laughs> completely understand. Because also, like, you know, other people who are, like, fandom people, like Mila Cabello, she would, like, know because if someone had a fan account for her, she'd really get it because she was a 1D fan account person back in the day. <laughs> I like, know, I don't think yeah, Harry's ever, like, you know, had a fan account for someone he liked. And, like, he's not so aware of, like, fandom culture. So it would be harder for yeah. him to wrap his head around than, like, someone who <clears throat> understands fandom culture more, you know, where it seems, like, right. more normal. Yeah. So Harry would have a Stevie Nicks fan account if he, like, wasn't <laughs> Oh, totally. totally. I totally would. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> All right, then it jumps back into the chorus, and then there's a little musical interlude where he does his little cute dancing that's, like, that iconic video with him, like, with the flower thing around his head at the... What, what, yes. Where was it? <laughs> Barcelona. That's Barcelona. Oh, it's like this rainbow. Um, if you, like earlier when I said that, if you would have seen like the catalog of suits I was going through in my head, um, I just know it's Spain, so I had to remember. In Madrid's the other suit, so I oh, okay. had to remember where he was. But like, it's Barcelona. That's like my favorite suit that he wears. So yeah, that one was a nice um, one. Um, and and like to the... find out later that it actually sparkled. 
you yeah. can't really tell the hat from like yeah <laughs> and then the rainbow <laughs> accessories it yeah. was all wonderful um so yeah the classic gifts that we've gotten from that where he's like bobbing along with his guitar and singing is really wonderful awesome he's just that so girl, cute yeah <laughs> the girl that that video she was living the life she had video from like almost every concert in europe and the uk she's on instagram if i remember Whoa. right and like living oh, the life wow. wait what's her name because i know certain... it's it's Fuzzy, Fuzzy Chops, I think, was who it was. Okay, I don't um, know that. I only know that because, like, one of someone I follow on Tumblr kept being like, oh, yes, she's back. Like, and they would always be like, I oh, think she so missed, funny. like, two shows. She was at a lot. Yeah. So. Interesting. She's just on Instagram, too, I believe. Okay. <clears throat> well, that's a it's gift to the world, that all that yeah footage, so. <laughs> we missed her in australia in uh, asia so maybe she'll go to the states yeah perhaps i feel like that's a really interesting discussion that i want to have about like fans following harry around and like the pros and cons of it because i know like at least in um the london show or like all the i think the european tour most people who were in the front row at harry's concerts were in the front row every single night Versus, like, giving other people chances to be in the front row. So I feel like it's an interesting... There's, like, you know... There's, like, debates you can have about, like, what becomes, like, too much. What... Like, because I've also seen people who, like, online recently, like, fans who, like, follow the boys around cities and stuff. Where it's, like, you're invading Mm -hmm. their personal space. Yeah. Yeah. That's too much. Like, go to the concert. That's fine. But leave them alone when they're not you know, when they're on their downtime. Yeah. Like, you've seen Niall on Twitter saying he's so happy he gets to, like, see all these cities now, mm-hmm. and he's going out with his band and doing actual touristy stuff for all these places that he'd been to before, but he'd never got to mm-hmm. explore in 1D because they were confined to the hotel. So, like, he's obviously really happy he's able to do that, so just, like, leave them alone. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, let them live their life when they're not working. Like, imagine if right. one of, Like, I could just imagine if one of my... Like patients like followed me around all the time. You know, like, so annoying. Well, it, but it's true. Like honestly, I feel like people sometimes do forget that this is their job, and yeah. like everyone needs time off from their job, no matter how much you love it. Yeah, definitely. Treat people with kindness and respect. Exactly. Yes. Um, okay, so <laughs> then we go into the snippet of Faith by George Michael. And it is, well, I guess it would be nice if I could touch your body, if I could touch your body, if I could touch your body, if I could touch your body. (laughs) Um, And I just love this. I feel like it works so well with the song. It really fits the theme of Anna where, like, it's like he's just wishing he could be with this person, like, sort of dreaming of it. And, like, these lyrics really go with, I love the casualness of, like, well, I guess it would be nice. Like, oh, if I, if I, like, it would be really nice if I could touch your body. And touch your body is a pretty, like, like, I don't know, very intense, like, visual. It's very, like, sexual and, or, it doesn't have to be sexual, but, like, it's much more physical. And then you have the parallel. Yeah. If, I I guess it would be nice. I, I love that contrast. Um, and yeah, I just think this goes so well. And like Harry does it in his own way where he just like repeats the if I could touch your body a lot and it sort of gets more intense as it goes. Um, I think I said it before. I wish he almost like like made it even more intense and like 
repeated even faster at the very end but I really I really like what he does and like how it works I feel like he really does it justice here yeah, yeah. it blends really nice into the Who, song yeah Whoever and, like decided to do this is a genius. I'm not gonna yeah. credit to Harry because we don't know who decided it, but yeah. like if he was, like super genius. Like this is this makes the song and since George Michael's not credited on the like writing credits, I feel like the studio version would not have this in it. Mm-hmm. Um oh, yeah. it's like amazing. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, do we think that the studio version would have this in it, or if this was just for live? But that's a good point, Martha. Then, yeah, if George Michael's not credited, then probably not. I, but I think, like, even though this song is good, like, I think it's interesting that he chose something by George Michael because the parallels between Harry and George Michael are very like. There's a lot of them. They're very similar, right? Like mm-hmm. George Michael yep. was known for being very open about his sexuality. And he came from a boy band and then was very su- uh, successful solo. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's, they're very similar. So that's cool. Yeah. yeah. It's too bad, like, that he passed away because it would have been interesting to know, like, what he thought about this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I feel like he would appreciate it. Harry, Harry, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't even really like this song, like, like by itself. I even, like, maybe you don't remember it right and, like, made myself go back and listen to it. Um, and I mean, it's fine, but I'm not like a huge fan of it, but it sounds so good here. <laughs> like it's, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Yeah, it works really well. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, I wonder like oh, if uh, this was like coming from like, they decided to put this part in when they were deciding to do it live. And if it just sort of happened, like naturally, like while they were practicing it, like rehearsing it with his band, or if it was something someone came up with, like, way back when they were writing it, you know, and like, like we said, would it be on the studio version? I'd love for it to be on the studio version. If they did, I feel like it definitely makes the song. But it would be like, cool to know if like, you know, Sarah or Claire had an influence on this, like being there in the middle of the song, just because like they decided to play this live. And that's where this part came to be. So um, Sarah did a, did a interview recently, mm-hmm. right? Like I think Sarah did one recently and they were asking her about like their influence in the music. And she said, you know, they didn't have part of the making the album, but then when it came to like doing like performing live, mm-hmm. they were asked to input. So they had an input on like Stockholm Syndrome and What Makes You Beautiful. Like mm-hmm. they helped him make that sound. That's so um, cool. Which I found very interesting because a lot of people really like live versions of his music more than the studio version. And I know you were talking um, like on the live stream the other day about how, um, you know, ever since New York and how you liked it the live version and I I really feel like the band had a huge influence on like how he sounds and you were talking about how um you wanted to say be a part of the next album Mm -hmm. and I don't know that they would be lyrically a part Mm -hmm. of the next album but I have no doubt that they will influence like the sound yeah like I just can't imagine if he's gonna keep the same band Mm -hmm. that he wouldn't bring them in to help him write and like come up musically with like like the sound yeah I hope so and like if they like, have someone who needs to do vocal backups, they get, like, you know, Claire and Sarah to do the harmonies, and, like, yeah, because on the last one, if you look at that little booklet, I don't have it with me, but, like, um, uh, what's his name does a lot of the guitar on it, I think, 
Like Mitch, Mitch. plays a lot of the yeah. guitar. And we have other people too who played the different instruments. But I'd love to see like Claire playing <laughs> piano and you know, the bass is um um why do I always mess up his name? Adam. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like stuff like that where they can maybe they don't write write it but where like they don't write the lyrics but they help with like the music and like recording process um i don't know unless they like want time off and like not wanting to be in a recording studio but that would still be really cool um yeah but just think like the things we've had like that intro to kiwi has mm, been added mm-hmm. like um you know he's done a couple other intros to songs that have been added yeah um and i really think his band i mean he's with like legit musicians like Sarah's mm-hmm. been in another band and um so like that's really cool that he like uses their musical mind to help yeah. him that's and all awesome. the covers they've done like those would have been collaborative I'm sure the chain yeah. and like girl crush and all the other ones they've done um, I'm sure yeah so to bring it back to this whoever said you know it sound really good here faith by George Michael like kudos to you seriously it like it elevates the song so much um so then it goes right back into the chorus again um and this is the last chorus of the song and it is so different from all the other ones he really like gets all his emotions out here he like screams it his voice breaks on anna um which just it just sounds great um and that's like the best part it just feels like he's so overwhelmed with like want and it's just exploding (laughs) from his body and he like can't handle his emotions anymore and his voice just like breaks and he's just he's i don't know everything cathartic agreed yeah he's just i mean like he just sings with so much passion like it's Mm -hmm. never flat no two performances are the same which is cool Like, he just, he's always, it shows that he's very into it, right? Like, it's not rehearsed. He actually is, like, into it and enjoying himself and really is, like, he wants to put on a performance rather than just go out there and sing. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. And he just, every time, every single time, it's great. (laughs) Yeah. Do you, like, think about, like, if he wouldn't become a performer, like, what would, like, how sad you know, and how many people in the world, like, have that ability, like, Harry does, but they don't do yeah. it. Yeah. That makes, like, makes yeah. you sad. So true. <clears throat> yeah, there are people who are, like, good singers, and then there's people who are, like, both good singers and excellent performers, and, like, Harry's definitely right. excellent. I feel like Ed Sheeran, also, great performer. His performances are way different than studio versions. He, like, switches so many things up, and also the fact that he uses all, like, the different layering tools like the what's it called yeah 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 his like loop pedal yeah loop pedal like he just performs so well Um, yeah and like harry's definitely in that sector of like a great performer yeah i mean that's truly the difference between people who like um like make it and don't i mean truly like who hit it big like justin timberlake's the same way you know, his last album, I mean, I already trashed it. <laughs> I, did, I did not like it. Like, half folk, half, I don't even know what he's trying to do. But um, I saw him live last week. And, you know, the songs that I kind of liked on the album were even better live. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, he like he is a performer. Like, he mm-hmm. puts everything into it. And he's definitely not, like, holding back when he's out there. Yeah. And that's awesome. Yeah. 
Definitely. You gotta have that. You gotta, like, have that, like, extra little thing that just keeps giving and puts so much energy into things. Yeah, and it's sometimes why, like, you know, that can outshine, like, someone's, like, vocal. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people, like, have an amazing voice, but they don't have the stage presence. It's not gonna, it's not gonna transfer. Mm -hmm. I mean, to be completely honest, it's part of Zane's problem. Yeah. Yeah. That that is true. That is very true. I hope, I hope when he tours, we'll get to see him, like, you know, do that a bit more and hopefully his anxiety, like he's worked on it and he feels more comfortable, like performing and like giving a show Mm -hmm. because he does have amazing vocals, but you need that other side of it as well. Yeah. Um, And even in One Direction, we didn't see him, you know, being a huge performer, even when he was amongst like other people, you know. Yeah. We will see. Um, yeah, I guess like those are the wrap up thoughts about the lyrics. Just, you know, I I like this whole Anna thing. I feel like we came up with some interesting theories where it could definitely be the perspective of like fans or Harry as a fan looking up to someone that he's seen. Um, and yeah. All right, so moving into, like, the last couple questions. I feel like we've covered a lot of this, but if you guys have anything to add about, like, the musical, like, what what's going on with the music or what a studio version would be like, do you have anything for those? I don't know what a studio version would be like. I think that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. And I'm also really curious, you know, Harry and I have both done this, like, sang songs at concerts, and people are like, oh, my God, why are we on the studio version? Mm-hmm. Um, but they both sound so different on a stage than they do studios, and I think they might be scared to release them, and then everybody be like, what's this? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, I really think that's Niall's issue, but at least Niall did it with the symphony, so we can have that mm-hmm. beautiful version of that song. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think it's... It's interesting to me that they've performed these lives, and I can't imagine what that feels like, especially if you've changed it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, like, have to meet those expectations. Yeah. I feel like he would need to re-record it and do it the way he does it live, rather than whatever yeah. version they had, like, three years ago, you know? Yeah. But I would also like to say, um, I really think um, it shows up um, Harry's guitar playing. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, when he first started a year ago, seemed quite, quite, he was still a bit nervous to do it in mm-hmm. public, but he, like, owns it in this song, and that's yeah. really awesome to see. I want to get someone on who, like, I mean, I guess Lucia knows guitar, and, like, because she's talked about, like, what notes Harry reaches with his, like, hands and how that's impressive. But, like, someone who could be like, oh, that is, like, this level of guitar playing, and, like, this is where he yeah. stands compared to Niall, yeah. compared to, like, Ed Sheeran, compared to, like you know, someone who's, like, an actual guitarist, um, yeah. know, like, uh, yeah. what's his name, um, John Mayer, like, is excellent at guitar, I think, and, like, he's, like, very talented, <clears throat> so, like, well, I want to see, like, where all the different layers are, because it's so hard for someone who doesn't play the guitar to be, like, oh, that's, like, really right. professional, or, like, you know, he's in his, like, first couple years more basic, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, so, like, I had a friend in, like, in Backstreet Boys fandom who was, like, she went to school for music, um, and she was, like, in the industry for a while, so she can pick out that stuff, mm. and she would, like, watch performances, and she could tell, like, if the notes being played were being played, like, by the person who was, like, 
playing the guitar. So she would often be like, okay, you guys know, like, Nick isn't actually playing the guitar, right? I just want you guys to know it's like an accessory. He's not playing. (laughs) So I kind of like, I want to send her a video of Niall and be like, is he actually playing? But also I don't want to know (laughs) in case he's not. (laughs) I mean, I I feel like Niall's playing. I'm sure he probably is. I think both of them are playing. I mean, you might just might, you might not know like what parts they're playing like yeah whether because like there's some parts that it's clearly mitch playing because like it's an intense like guitar part um, mm-hmm. but like then i don't think carrie is trying to pretend that he's playing those parts you know no yeah no i think there's different layers to it yeah. um and i mean that's how he's written his music right that there's different all these different parts so he would if he was knowing that he was going to be playing guitar on stage then he'd be writing maybe a more simpler guitar part for himself to play yeah yeah, I think he's gonna be. I don't think he's ever gonna be. I, I mean, I don't even think he'll ever be like Niall, where Niall like can like pull up a whole performance himself. I mean, Harry's done it, but I just don't feel him getting there. But he'll be like, like Justin Timberlake, bust the guitar out for a couple of songs this show. Like, <clears throat> I feel him being more like that. He's not gonna be like the lead guitarist that you hear all the notes, but mm-hmm. I mean, he's got skills, it's, it's improved in a year. Yeah. Like, I see it more now than yeah. I did like last year, so mm-hmm. he'll. He'll do it. But, you know, a lot of it, too, is, um, like, you hear Niall talk about it. It's like a safe, like a like a security blanket because you mm, don't know what yeah. to do. So, like, playing a guitar, at least you got your hands occupied. Um, so a lot of people, like, Taylor Swift was like that, too. She used to play the guitar all the time. She doesn't play it much anymore. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with Harry, it would be, like, restraining him, you know? Like, I love yeah. him playing mm-hmm. it on some songs, mm-hmm. but, you know, you don't want him playing it on Kiwi because, like, he needs to dance and move around for that, you know? Right. So, yeah, yeah, there's that aspect, too. Um, do you guys have a favorite lyric from this song? I mean, I like that every time I see your face, there's only so much I can do. Yeah, yeah really, that one It just really speaks weird. to me. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that, that's one of my favorites, yeah. too. And it flows really like nicely. Yeah. 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 I also really like that line that's like, don't know what I'd tell you if I passed you on the street. Like, I really yeah. like that too. Mm-hmm. I feel like that, like, it encompasses like someone who you know, who you don't know very well, but you feel like you know that you like, like, have a crush on or whatever. Yeah. And you just like truly don't know what to say. I feel like that line encompasses that feeling very well. Yeah. Um, definitely. So I like it. Harry really nailed this whole crush situation well. Yeah, he did. This yeah, he did. <laughs> It's so funny coming from him, too, because, like, so many people feel like that about him, and then, yeah. like, this, this is the song he comes out with. It's like, you know, Harry Styles can get, like, almost any person he ever wanted to, and uh-huh. the fact that he wrote this song is just like, seriously, kid? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, what would you guys rate this out of 10? Um, I, like, I think I'd give it an 8, actually. Like, mm-hmm. I really like it. It's yeah. really good. Yeah. I know, I want to give it, like, a 9.5 or something. Like, I just, yeah, I'm feeling so up good. there. I mean, lyric wise, it's not like deep, so it's hard yeah. to be like, oh my god, this song's amazing. Like, he's not like moving any water, but yeah. I mean, it's so catchy. I can't believe I it makes me angry this is on his album because if he would release this as a single, I think people would have been like, what is this? I yeah. mean, not that Sign of the Times didn't do that, but like, I know lots of people who love Sign of the Times that they're like, they're not gonna play it over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's not that song that you just like. People play this for days. Yeah. Like he would have all the Spotify streams if yeah. he did this. It is. It's yeah. such a good, upbeat, fun song. I feel like it could have been a single. I don't think it will be because yeah. we don't even have a studio version, but right. it could have been. 
could have been something. And it's, like, it's not as, like, uh, like, Kiwi might be harder for someone to grasp onto because it's so weird. Like, this one's a little bit more normal, but it still has that fun bopness to it. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. You can dance in your car to this, so, like, yeah. that's always the sign of a good single. Definitely. Like, feel like this is, like, a stand in front of the mirror with, like, a hairbrush and, like, you're singing to yourself. Like, yes. Like, what? what is that, the music video, You Belong to Me, is that the Taylor Swift one where... You wear short skirts, I wear t-shirts, or no? Yes. Oh, yeah. And yeah, she's, that, like, that in her like... room, like, singing about the boy that she, like, doesn't think she can yeah, have. Yeah, she holds up that sign, right? That's all I might always see from that. I don't watch a lot of music videos, but, like, she has that sign yeah. that she, like, holds up. Uh, yeah. It feels like that moment. <laughs> um, all right, this was a great discussion. I really like talking about Anna, and I feel like it, we've given it its time to shine, and I hope this encourages other people who are listening to, like, really pump up Anna over on social media and, like, share it with people, and maybe one day we'll get a studio version. Who knows? <laughs> Um, all right, recommendations for this week. Um, let's start with you, Martha. What do you have to recommend? Um, I actually I had something else written down, but I'm going to do this because she's been active. I don't even know who it is, but someone runs that Harry has macaroons account. Have you yes. guys seen her? Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, the best ma- – okay, first of all, the macaroons she finds are, like, art, but she mm-hmm. does a really good job, like, matching them to, like, whatever picture. So yep. go follow that. It's amazing and it makes you want to go to Paris and buy some macaroons I know I love all of those who doesn't want to go to Paris and buy some macaroons that's true (laughs) it's like my (laughs) default state (laughs) true true we have a place here that makes um I actually use for my wedding Justin doesn't like cake so um he didn't quite enjoy wedding cake so our like wedding gift to our guests was macaroons Oh, we nice. have like a French oh, bakery yum. here that makes them that are good. Yeah, so they're the closest we've found to actual the ones we had in Paris. So mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, I ate too many when I went to Paris. Like, yeah, <laughs> we were in Paris for like two days, and I ate like the amount of food that I ate. You think that we were there it's for ridiculous. a week? Like we ate so much. Well, I want your recommendations because I really want to go while I'm here. I need recommendations. For um, that. my recommendation is to go to a street vendor and buy a sandwich because it'll be the best sandwich you'll ever have in your life that's crazy I'm serious because everything there's fresh everything you know the cheese is fresh the Mm -hmm. meat is fresh the bread is fresh and even just a street vendor like you can walk up anywhere and the food's gonna be good so just eat yep that's my recommendation yay we didn't look (laughs) up any we didn't look up any restaurants we just walked into places we thought looked good and all of the Mm -hmm. food we ate in Paris was good so yep my recommendation is go to Paris and eat food it doesn't matter where or what and Caitlin when we did it we just did it like we did we did it in a day like we left at like 7 a.m and went over on the train and came mm-hmm. back that night oh really and you can see yeah. yeah you can see everything it's not like it's like you can start at Notre Dame and yeah. go to the Eiffel Tower like if you're willing to yeah. walk it yeah okay I really need to like actually get this plan so it happens before I <laughs> go back in the fall <laughs> I'm I, sure I have written down what we did so yeah send it to um, me I can send it to you helpful. yeah really helpful yeah I'll find it the somewhere somewhere thing. in my mess of notes on my computer I'm sure it's there great <laughs> <laughs> um I guess my recommendation I'll recommend John Mayer's new song New Light I really like it have you guys heard it no I haven't it's it's a good one so and and go follow John Mayer on Instagram I recently started following him 
Um, and he's got really funny stories, so it's, it's a good one to add. He's, like, a com- comedic person. Yeah, I've seen some of his tweets. He's pretty funny. He was yeah. tweeting some funny stuff about Nile, actually. Really? <laughs> like, when Nile's album came out. Well, he was just saying, like, Nile was, like, a bootleg John Mayer or something. Oh, that's which so was, funny. Like, like, it was funny. He was joking, but some people yeah. were getting upset about it. And I was like, okay, obviously he doesn't actually think that. Yeah. <laughs> like... Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's really talented. Um, so, yeah, I'm really enjoying his new song, so I'll recommend that one. Um, and, uh, I think that's it. Steph, you gave yours about Paris. That was yours. Paris can be mine. Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Go to Paris, Paris. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, let us know what you guys think of Anna. Leave us comments on Twitter or wherever. We'd love to hear it. Um, what sort of interpretation do you have of the lyrics? Is Anna a person, an emotion, a place? Who knows? Um, <laughs> and yeah, thank you for listening to episode 135 of Talk Direction. You can go follow us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. You can email us at talkdirection at gmail.com or go to our Tumblr, which is talkdirection.tumblr.com or our Instagram, which is just Talk Direction. And on Twitter, I am at Caitlin I.R. Foster, and Caitlin is spelled C-A-I-T-L-I-N. And Martha, where can they find you? Um, on Twitter, I'm uh, Martha, and M-A-R-T-H-A-N-N-85. Um, so yeah, you can follow me there. And how about you, Steph? Uh, I am on Twitter uh, at Sackabelle, S-A-K-A, B-E-L-L-E. I think that's how you spell it. Nice. And you have your <laughs> yeah. design company that you've yes. started. Yes, I have my little enamel pin company. So you can follow that too. Um, it's Designs by Saka. Yeah, I retweet it all onto my personal one anyway. So <laughs> It's amazing. Everyone go follow. <laughs> Thank is you. The, um, is that circle thing still happening? The circle? Yes. Oh, yes. There's a, a giveaway loop happening on Instagram. Um, so with myself and a bunch of other 1D fan art creators um so if you go to my instagram page which is also designs by Saka, um you can find it it's probably like the eighth post down now but you'll see it it says like one direction giveaway loop so if you go and you like that post and you follow uh, myself and all the other creators they're tagged and so you just go through each post like a loop because uh, each one of us tagged one and then it becomes like a circle um you'll be entered to win that and that um I don't know if it'll um, be done, though, by the time this comes oh, out. But I think the contest, uh, the 25th. Okay, yeah. It might be it might be done. But either way, all the artists on there are really cool. Oh, I've, yeah. I followed all of them. and They're um, amazing. Yeah, and I, I went through that loop. I kept circling around. I got, it's like I got dizzy on the loop. <laughs> it's like, have I yeah. been here before? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there is, there is certainly some great. Like, when they messaged me and they're like, do you want to join this? I was like, you want me? <laughs> no so your designs are incredible I'm so excited to see like w- what else you do um, oh thank you there's so many great things um, so yeah I highly recommend that um, but yeah I think that's everything you can go to patreon.com slash talk direction to hear us talk about meeting up in London and our Nile concerts um, and as well as different videos I've been putting out and such um, and rate and review and subscribe on iTunes or on SoundCloud. I'm Caitlin. I'm Martha. And I'm Steph. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and thank you guys for joining me. Uh, you have been a blast, as always. And <laughs> I always appreciate our fun conversations. So thanks for being here. 
Thanks for having us. (laughs) And I will see you all next time for episode 136. Bye!